It's podcast time again. This is the DMV Sports Roundtable with George Wallace, Jamal Bowens, and in for Chris Cheon today, D.C. area sports journalist Chris Chase. He's with us on Skype. Welcome, everybody. We uh, happen to be recording here on the uh, day of a blockbuster NBA trade, the Houston Rockets to acquire Chris Paul in this thing from the uh, Clippers. And uh, we weren't so much interested in Chris Paul as Wizards fans. We were interested in the other guy, with Paul and his name, Paul George, right? But it's all melding together. Um, what what do we make of this Chris Paul deal, and uh, and how it uh, how well, it affects everybody and everything? Well, for me, um, I think the Clippers they basically got three bench players because also involved in this trade was uh, Lou Williams, Sam Decker, and Patrick Beverly, and uh, the twenty eighteen uh, first round pick. Basically, three bench guys. That's a to lot me. for a thirty two year old guard point guard, isn't it? Somebody. Text uh, tweeted he was thirty seven. I can't believe he's not he's that not old. 37. He can't be that old. No, that's old. No, he's not that, that's older 40. than me. And Chris Paul followed me at Chris, Chris yeah. is I, I hope not. They play the backcourt together. How yeah, yeah, yeah. I know he's not that old. We didn't bury that right. Chris Paul followed Chris Chase at Wake Forest. That's right. Uh, <laughs> yes, all right. Uh, in, in my illustrious footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so uh, you basically the thing that that's curious to me about it is you have. Well, I guess you can say J.J. Redick has already said he's not coming back. He won't resign. Yeah, I mean, it's and a massive. I, I was trying to figure out how, when you already have Jamal Crawford and him and Lou Williams are basically the same person, Lou's a little bit younger, and they basically do the same thing. So I guess he'll step into J.J. Redick's spot as the second scorer coming off the bench. But it's just it's a weird – you know what? I feel sorry for DeAndre Jordan all this. Yeah, because you had Blake Griffin. Well, Blake's gone. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. Blake's about to walk. Yeah. Then you had Paul. Jo- Excuse me. You got me confused with the, with the Georges now. With ball, with the Pauls. Chris Paul <laughs> is is gone now. These two, literally, along with Doc Rivers, locked this man in his house yeah. when he was ready to leave the Clippers and go to that. the Mavericks. Convinced him not to take the money, not to go to Dallas, and to stay with them. Now he's stranded there for two more years. And everybody's going. He's looking around like, what happened? Except- <laughs> Who are the dudes that locked me in the house? I did what you wanted me to do. Now yeah. you're going. Well, they didn't win. Well, yeah. I mean, from that standpoint, you had to blow it up. But for them to take those steps to convince him from going to, and not to say he would have did any better in, in Dallas, because Dallas is, Dallas is Dallas. What's Doc Rivers' deal? I think if he's not going this summer, then this is a hot seat year for because, him. But what is he gonna? What does he have to play he, with? Nothing. His son. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, it, it's pretty bad. And the interesting thing is, I think just looking beyond Chris Paul and and what happened with his trade to Houston. And by the way, I mean Houston thinks they're going to get Paul George now. Yeah. And that would be a, a huge development in the yeah. West. They're looking for. I mean, you need a team that is a star based team to even contend with the Warriors. And Chris Paul, Paul George, even that won't be probably nearly enough. But at least someone's mounting a challenge. But what fascinates me about this is that uh, there's been so much talk in the recent NBA about, uh, you know, the billionaire owners and how they can bend the league to their whims and how they can build super teams based on the fact that they can, you know, let $20 million go with luxury tax things because it doesn't matter. But here you have Steve Ballmer, uh, you know, this former CEO of Microsoft who's worth about $33 billion and he couldn't keep Chris Paul yeah. in Los Angeles, which is pretty much the basketball capital of the world, you know, at least of the West Coast, uh, let's say. And the fact that he couldn't keep him there, couldn't keep Blake Griffin shows that, uh, you know, 
the NBA, it's not about big markets. It's a national league and guys will be able to go play in Houston and still make their Nike money and still make their Jordan money and still make their Under Armour money. And the, 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 richness of ownership doesn't necessarily mean as much as it used to because there's money to be thrown around everywhere and wasn't the uh and remember all this the clippers are they about to get a new arena i see that yeah uh, it's mm. yeah a couple of years from now okay and all this talk, you know, the Clippers are LA's team now, and the Lakers. I tell you what, just well, like see, that, it's shifting it's, back. It's shifting back <laughs> to where it should be. Yeah. And and I'm a, I'm also a Lakers fan. Yes, I'm a, I'm a Lakers fan. Also, I'm a Wizards fan first and foremost. But yes, I do root for the Lakers. And it's, the it's power, allowed. It's okay. I'm just you know. Sort of a dual, you sound, dual you sound, citizenship. You sound like it, you're hesitant. Too, like we're going to kick you out of here. It's okay. <laughs> I like the Lakers. So, you know what? Some people like that though. Some people are like this. Some people, well, you can only have one team. You know, I have to. They're not both on the East. I have to confess, I'm a little like that. Not that I'm uh, dissing you. Dimitri's a Redskins and a Cowboys fan. (laughs) I'm not sure. Ridiculous. I I don't don't want that. uh, I don't want that spreading around. You don't want that to get around. See, Uh, uh, given that the podcast is the DMV Sports uh, Podcast, I was just thinking, uh, what about Paul George and the Wizards? Did we not even have a chance to get him? That was kind of a pipe dream. Now we can. You know, they. I don't know. They're in. They look. They don't it, have. It would be a, such an Ernie thing to do, and then you'll lose him next year when he what, goes what, to the what Lakers. Do you, what do you have to? Give and him? you're going to give up something, and the whole thing's going to be a disaster. What do you have to give him? Look at what you, what you're going up against when you're when you're talking about teams in the running to go for Paul George. The Houston Rockets now are positioning themselves to try to get into the mix. They're offering Aaron uh, uh, Eric Gordon, Gordon who just right. won the Six Man Award. So you get him in a package with, and they can put some other things together. Boston can deal for anybody they want, depending on what they want to give up. They, Danny Ainge has first round picks out the wazoo. He can he can deal wherever he wants. We don't have that. We don't have the the Cleveland has certain players, J.R. Smith and Shumpert, and some picks that they can put together. What are we putting together? I just in, don't in a package? trust this organization to do it, do anything right. That's all. But what are we putting together in a package? <laughs> I, I <laughs> nothing. Don't know. Nothing compared to anybody else that's out there. Anything. Well, it, it would it's have peanuts. to be Otto. It would have to be one of those. It's not. But see, be... the thing with Otto is he's a restricted well, free agent. Well, they just they just tendered him. Yeah, that's right. So Otto would a have to take less money. B have to take less years on the contract in a right. sign and trade. That's the only way they can move him. And he, and we talked about this last week. He would have to be out of his mind. To do something like that, so that's not going to happen. Gortat, Ubre, Sadaransky, Morris. I mean, how is that any more appealing than what Boston could possibly give them, yeah. just in terms of picks? So I think uh, it's great that you know John Wall wanted to uh, recruit him. Also, oh well, do you really do you do you feel that he threw Otto under the bus? Oh, when he said yeah, but he and he said what did he say? Something like like we he he did a heck of a job for us, but. Yeah, that was always kind of a painful way to. But you know pivot what, though, there. I don't. Yeah, he, he said you can't take nothing away from what he did. Exactly. But George is a guy that can guard LeBron and go back at LeBron, and the parenthetical not said is obviously Otto Porter can't. Right. You know, and come by close George, he obviously means me. But yes, we <laughs> yeah. like see, to inject yourself, George. Well, I mean, I can guard LeBron. But, but see, the thing with that is, he's not wrong. If you right, take, but, if you take the one year rental and everything out of it. 
is this team better with Paul George or Otto Porter? They're better with Paul George. Oh, if that's, that's the option it's, you're it's giving me, obvious. yes. But as far as— I think that's how he was looking at it. I don't think he put the one-year rental and all of that, the parameters that we're putting into it. I don't think he did that when he said that. Now, should he have said that? No. But no. was he wrong? No. I mean, I mean, the one thing you look at the NBA this year is that the offseason already, and we're not even at free agency yet, <laughs> has been so unpredictable yeah. mm-hmm. that it wouldn't stun me to see me, even though every point Jamal makes is right, that it doesn't seem like the right fit for the Wizards. Uh, George says, you know, they're not going to give up Otto Porter. It, it, it doesn't make sense on any level. But what we've seen this year is we've seen, or in the past few weeks, we've seen the Celtics move, uh, move down in the draft. Uh, so the Sixers would get Markel Fultz from DeMatha, the guy that everyone assume the Celtics really wanted. We've seen Chris Paul go to Houston. Everyone thought that if Chris Paul was going to have to leave Los Angeles, it would be to give up the $205 million deal that only the Clippers could give him. That was the only way for him to leave. Well, what no one expected was that the Clippers would trade him and thus CP3 can get that $205 million deal from the Rockets next year. And we've seen, you know, so now we're seeing it with Paul George. Uh, he opted out or not opted out. He said he was going to leave the Pacers in 2018. It seemed like an odd move uh, to position himself for one year, uh, knowing that other teams are going to know that he's probably going to go to the Lakers in 2018. Yet uh, it seems to be a smart move because Paul George now is the hottest commodity in the NBA. And I, I think he, I think he will go somewhere uh, contending Cleveland makes the most sense because they can give up a little for him and try to make a run at Golden State but you're right it doesn't make sense for the Wizards to do it that doesn't mean though you know that's in this NBA offseason, that almost makes them the front runner then right. if it makes no sense for them to do it <laughs> especially here especially here good god these I just, yeah. I mean, but you know what this whole trade with this it, front office I it, mean. It, it it speaks to how much power the players have because I read a report right, right before the uh, trade went through or, or not went through, but came out um, on Roto World. And it said that James Harden was trying to get trying to really push the front office to make this move for Chris Paul, not even to trade for him, make a push him in free agency. They took it upon themselves to go ahead and make it happen now. And to me, that speaks to the power that superstar players now have on the front office in the NBA. It's not necessarily the GMs that wield all the power. They have succumbed a little bit to their superstars, and because they want to keep them, they will bend to their will. We've seen it with LeBron gets every you used to get everything he asked for. I didn't necessarily see this coming from Harden, that he would have that sort of cachet to do it, but apparently he does. And he he's at that level in Houston where he can say, get me this guy, and they'll go make it happen. Do you know how many superstars want that? This is what John Wall wants. I know. This is what he's trying to get Ernie Grunfeld to do this offseason. This is why he said, I'm not signing an extension until you show me something. And that's why he's trying to recruit Paul George. But when he looks at Houston, and as soon as as Harden says it, boom, it's done. And they're not done yet because they're still trying to get Paul George. That's what he wants. So if Paul George goes to Cleveland, who said Cleveland? Chris, you said said Cleveland. So if he goes to Cleveland, then what? He and LeBron going to leave next year? And go, and go, and go I, I think to the Le- Lakers. I think LeBron's gone unless they win a title. Listen, I, 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 I fully gone. agree with you. I think everybody's like, there's no way he's going to leave again. I, I, I say there's a better than 50-50 chance that next year he is done in Cleveland. I'm starting to lean to that lean that way. I wasn't. I, I didn't agree with you at first, but as time is going on, I'm really it's, starting to see that happening. It's obvious he, he and yeah, and he what's gave his him the name? title. 
Yeah, he did. And what's and he's and, and that's all he was. That's all he wanted to do. He and the owner, uh, what's his name, Dan Gilbert. Gilbert. They obviously still don't. You know, no. What well, after after the the whole thing went down when he left for Miami the first time. Mm-hmm. That that was he real tra- nasty it. between them. Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that was the original wound. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, I mean, yeah. that yeah. wounded the whole city of Cleveland, yeah. if not. All of Ohio, maybe. <laughs> but he came. He he made amends, not necessarily to Dan Gilbert, right. but he made amends to the city of Cleveland by coming back, and getting them a title. Now he can feel like, well, I don't owe you nothing no more. Nope. Um, I I have paid my debt to society, so to speak, and I don't owe you anything. So if I want to go somewhere now, I gave you what you asked for. I can go if I and want if to. You, so and you know, I just realized this. So this Chauncey Billups thing, there's been no talk about that last. He's undecided days. apparently. Still, apparently he's still waiting. I don't know if he wants. Maybe to. Maybe he's trying to get LeBron on the phone to talk to him. About Maybe it. It, it, it could be. I don't know if if he's hesitant because he has no experience at the job. He's not sure if LeBron will stay, like you just alluded to. Or maybe he just wants to get back to Ice Cube's Big Three League and, and be the ESPN. <laughs> maybe so he just don't want to have the hassle of, of being a GM. I mean, the, the Houston thing now becomes very interesting because all along uh, it's been LeBron, Chris Paul and Carmelo that have said ever since the Beijing Olympics in 08, they've said, oh, they want to get together. And and that's sort of what LeBron was going for when he went to Miami with Chris Bosh and, and Dwayne Wade, because it couldn't make it happen with Chris Paul and Carmelo Anthony. Houston is this is the Moneyball team uh, of the NBA. Daryl yeah. Morey is very stat based. And Chris Paul is, you know, for as much of a, as, of a star as he is in the NBA, he's almost underrated a little bit, uh, at least if uh, if you're looking at the, what the stats got. I say he's the most efficient point guard in NBA history. So him going to Houston, I wonder if that sets up LeBron to possibly go down there next week. You know what? you know, it's worth it's worth at least pondering. I mean, he's going to be tied to every single, uh, you know, yeah. location with a playoff team. Everyone's going to say, "Oh, LeBron might go here. LeBron might go there." And really, it's just going to come down to what LeBron wants to do and where he thinks he can make the most impact, and you know, uh, get to Jordan at least on a uh, on a level that people are comparing him to, if not with rings, then with basketball greatness. But uh, the Houston thing now becomes a very real possibility. Even in D.C., would he be linked to D.C.? No, okay. no, no, this, this, don't start that. But I don't think Dan Snyder would give him the deal. Uh, I think he'd, I he think would he have to play tight end for the rest of the contract. But you mentioned Melo. Melo is not out of this. It, he could it, still end up in Houston. Melo, if he, if they grant him. Did you see he said uh, he'd go to the, he'd trade to the Wizards. Did you see that? Yeah, or Philly, mm-hmm. which means that he would just want to get closer to home but that was right. before Phil got fired and we'll get into that in a minute well I was going to say that's the big reveal right yeah, that's we, the other we, big we, story we'll today. get into that in a second but if if they do continue to with Phil being gone it looks like he might stay but he has still also engaged them in, in buyout talks and I saw a report earlier that if he does in fact get that buyout which they would be stupid to do but it's the Knicks well I if thought he that's does, why he, Phil was gone because they said he weren't going to buy him out that's what accelerated these talks. Is what yeah, but I mean, is. he still wants it. Yeah. You know, the report is this. If, if in fact, they do do that, and they would be crazy to do it, but it is the Knicks we're talking about, even though Phil's gone, you, Jimmy Dolan's still the owner. Yeah. He's still the owner. That's it's the thing. Still, you it's Phil, still it's not a fix. You didn't fix the Knicks by firing him. You just No. You just you you took his distraction yeah. out of the way. But he could possibly head to Houston if they do grant him that buyout. It's a big if. But it, it's still in play and, and, and a possibility until, you know, they say or do otherwise. Well, we sort of backed into this, but why is Phil Jackson no longer the boss of the New York Knicks? He got old. 
He got old. He, want, he, he signed <laughs> he for the money. He got old. He wanted to for the money. He got old. He wanted to get paid. Yeah. Phil didn't want to work. He didn't want to do that. He didn't want it. Phil he, did barely want to coach at the last part of the Lakers. He would take off. He wouldn't go on certain road trips. He would delegate to Kurt Rambis. He wanted to get his money and kick his feet up. And I think the Knicks brought him in just for his cachet and his his reputation as a coach mm-hmm. and his rings, thinking that he could translate his Zen greatness yeah. from coaching into a position that he's never been in before. And I don't think Phil was really cut out for that sort of GM and president position. But I think also in the back of Jimmy Dolan's mind, he probably wanted to see if somehow he could get Phil back on the sidelines. Just let me see if I can get him in the building and say, okay, you can be GM and president. You don't have to do this and this. And, you know, don't worry about, you know, anything in coaching. But I thought that somewhere in the back of his mind, he wanted to see if he could try to lure him back down to coaching or back down to the sideline. That would be the only appeal that I could see in, in, in them wanting to bring him in in that position that he's never been in before. But Phil wasn't. He wasn't cut out for that. Phil checked that a long time ago. And Phil co- wanted some co- cash. And he cost him his relationship. Phil oh, really? don't care about that. I don't know. Phil don't care about that's that. opening. Uh, you know, for those like me that are uninformed, I. Well, I, no, he split with Jeannie Buss. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's all. Well, that's whose whose brothers are in the process of, or had been in the process of running the Lakers into the ground. Uh, uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, now <laughs> now that now that Phil's got sixty million from James Dolan, uh, you know, really he can. Uh, I, I think there's some you know bigger ranches he can buy in Montana now in Montana. and just relax and and criticize people from afar. Uh, you know, write some write some biographies to. to take some more shots at Carmelo. <laughs> I mean, what's Phil seventy? Was it seventy one? Seventy one. But see, and and also. Dolan was probably like, you know what is he went through. He didn't say anything as he was moving Carmelo out of town as 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 Phil was alienating Carmelo. And Phil used the same tactics he used to use when he was a coach. Coaching, yeah. He used to call out his players in in public. Right. But you can do that when you're when you're in the locker room with them, when you're going to war with them every night. When you're sitting up there in a box seat. You can't talk about those right. players like that in public. It, it doesn't, it doesn't play fit. the same I mean, way. It wasn't a fit. They shouldn't have done it. Whatever motives Dolan had, I get fine. And Phil, take the money. I mean, it just, I think it, what, it just didn't work. He tried, it didn't work. I mean, he's still the thing. I, you know, for me, it's always going to be Phil Jackson, still the guy with the rings. I mean, he's still it's the guy true. Coach. He, he, you can never take that away from him. Right. He is behind Ray Hour back. It's probably the best, one of the best coaches. So wait, ever. did Jordan turn out to be a better executive than uh, Phil Jackson? <laughs> No. Absolutely, man. I mean, yeah. uh, the Kwame Brown pick. Uh, he look look at what he's doing in the big three. He's he's really doing well. Yeah, so. I, no, I, is I Kwame can't playing say that. in that? He is. Yeah, he is. Kwame oh, is playing geez. in that. And so is Deshaun Stevenson. Well, that's so we, I mean, we, we, we're, we're, oh boy, did I just turn this up? I mean, the best part of Phil, uh, you know, <laughs> so rarely in sports, you can see things coming and say this might not go well. Uh, you say this might not be the right fit. Every single person, when this deal was signed, said, this is ridiculous. Uh, Phil Jackson can't wave a magic wand just because he played on those 1970s teams that were loved in New York. And everyone said, this is going to be an epic disaster. And it was probably even worse than everyone thought it could be. It was amazing how just much of a monstrosity and a colossal screw up the Phil Jackson era was in New York. And now, really, if you're the guy following him, uh, it's actually a pretty great place 
place You're to be to win, because win, right? you can't do much worse, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, for Phil to do worse than Isaiah Thomas in that position says a lot because Isaiah Thomas was part of the reason this franchise was in the dumpster in the first place. But I, I think forget the Charles Oakley thing. Oh God, yeah. But I, I think um, the straw that broke the camel's back was putting Porzingis out there. Wait, what, wait with, public, you mean? Well, when, when Phil put Porzingis out there on the trading block oh, last God. week, because Dolan abided by him trying to push Carmelo out of town and saying, basically, we don't want you here. But once he started to put their young star player or potentially star player on the trading block, I think James was like, hold up, old man, you you gone a little bit too far. That, that's I gave you a little bit of leeway with Carmelo, but not the young fella. We can build around him. I don't know what you're doing now. You're going too far. And I, I think that that could have been it. Don't say, you know what? No, nah, Phil, that's, we've had enough. You've gone way too far What now. if he hires Charles Oakley now as the new? Oh, that would be, that would, there's no words for what, <laughs> what just that would silence. be. I don't even know what that would be. Speaking no words, are you guys done with the NBA? Can I move us to the skins a little bit? I always uh, Let's move. Yeah. Well, it was just this bizarre story about Clinton Portis uh, and how he contemplated killing one of his former financial managers after losing millions of dollars. It's uh, uh, a bit like a, a twisted version of Ballers, Ballers on, on HBO. Uh, he was uh, Portis was talked out of it. I don't know why why this is coming out now and and how and um, it's just something that. I, I don't know that anyone would want out in the public about themselves, well, especially he's, a, a he's pretty well-liked guy. Now. But I think he, he's comfortable. I think he's being – Clinton Portis is being – Clinton Portis, he's being honest. And he's he's being forthright, you know, more honest than maybe you or I might be in wanting right. this to surface. But it's also a, a cautionary tale, and there's been a bunch of them. I'm I, sure this Clinton is, Portis is not the first guy to no. sit in front of a, a, a former financial advisor's home or office or whatever contemplating to do him harm. This happens probably more often than not, but I think he might be using it as a cautionary tale once again to younger athletes, this can happen to you. Well, I remember this all, we, we knew when this all had come out, right, that he was... Finally, I, think, you know, I think you might have been a little little closer to it as a Skins Beat reporter. But with the bankruptcy and things like that, I mean... Yeah. But... Well, fill us yeah. in, George. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't think, I don't think this is. I, I it's not say, a surprise. It's not. Sh- I don't think it's shocking it's anybody. It's, I mean, it's not. Well, I mean, I mean, I mean, Chris, you see, we've seen Portis do this. I mean, not do this, but the, the been around him for as long as you know he's been here. I mean, I don't think anything. First of all, I don't think anything Clinton Portis does should shock anybody. No, no. Right? no uh, I mean, Portis, um, Portis is is painfully uh, honest. Right. He's always going to tell you what's on his mind. Uh, he's a guy that doesn't shy away from the limelight, and uh, he's someone that I, I think wants to be doing more than he is. I mean, right, it's crazy. He's 35 years old right now. Uh, you know, there are, Tom Brady's 40 and Clinton Portis has already been out of the league four years. If you think about it like that, the lifespan of these running backs and, yeah. you know, still a young man in the, what is supposed to be the prime of his athletic career is is doing, you know, reports for the Redskins broadcast network back in, in 2014 or 15, whenever it was. So I think it's also to, you know, to kind of get Clinton Portis back in the spotlight, but it's a sad story. Story. I mean, you, these these financial advisors that bilk athletes out of millions and then the concussions. Uh, what did Porter say? He had more than 10. Yeah, and I yeah. don't think anyone who watched those games would be surprised. No, Portis would just take shot after shot. He would get you 
know, hitting the legs, hitting the arms, he hitting the head. He would come back well. every time. That's why fans loved him so much. Uh, so it's another one of these sad NFL tales. And and hopefully his doesn't end the way that uh, unfortunately so many have. And hopefully this is, you know, maybe uh, by coming out with this and speaking about it, maybe uh, Portis will, you know, kind of try to get some help and and maybe people will try to help him out too and he'll avoid some of the uh the health issues uh maybe that that others uh, have had after playing in the nfl for eight to ten years well to be honest we're, we're talking about the number of 43 million dollars is what he lost and i would challenge any of you if you lost 43 if somebody lost you 43 million dollars you wouldn't be sitting out in front of the house I know I would. Well, I, I think I don't know if you're sitting out with a gun, but I'm gonna do something to him. That's forty-three million dollars that was squandered. I don't know how many people, and if you and if you have that sort of restraint, God bless you, you're a saint. Well, I was going to say maybe even twenty thousand dollars or forty thousand. I mean, it, you know, you don't have to get into the millions that these no, guys yeah. play. With. I'm, I'm just, I'm just saying, yeah. it's to yeah. that magnitude. I know people you owe them fifty bucks. They sitting out. <laughs> so but you know, but to that magnitude, I think yeah. anybody could understand. His, the way he was thinking. I know I could. It's a shame because, mind. you know, and in the in the piece says, too, you know, Gibbs and Snyder always check on him, make sure he's doing all right with the money. And, you know, I mean, but he was, well, he's, well, he's, when did he come, he's what, 35 now? He came here in 04, right? Yeah, so he's, well, what, yeah, 13, he's, he's 22 when he got here? Yeah, listen, so he's not down and out. He's do, He's got a show he records from uh, yeah, but he's, Hog and Hale. And, no, but he's down and out. I mean, he, he's, he really is? He's, okay, yeah. well. I mean, you know, he's not on the streets, but I mean, yeah. it's you know, that's the miscommunication, you know, the misconception that when you see someone that still is on TV from time to time and still, you know, doing things that they're not, you know, down and out. But he's not where he was. By, no, by, not by even no close. Stretch. I just, it just, it just blows my mind, and I know we can't think of it on that level because we're not there. But just yeah. the millions and the the fact that so many guys are in this boat. And it happens often. It, I, I just doesn't it just blow you away? If you remember it, the especially ESPN. because it's the cautionary tale that you know this is not new. This has been no. going on since the eighties. Yeah. Uh, I remember you know the, the baseball player Jack Clark. I remember there was something in Sports Illustrated once about how he had twenty two cars and how they repossessed all of them or something like that. It, it was some kind of story in that in that vein. And this has been going on for years. And athletes, it keeps happening. I mean that ESPN documentary I was just about uh, to say that, yeah. broke, broke was probably broke. six or seven years ago, right? Yeah. yeah. And and it's you know it's still happening. So it shows that a there's always going to be greedy people who are preying on athletes. And B, that the athletes uh, are being too trusting uh, in in who they're allowing to handle their money. But it's sort of a catch-22. They say, give your money to someone, have somebody responsible look after your money. And then when you do that, the yeah. people turn out to be crooks. Yeah. So it, it's a it's a there's not much uh, in between. And you know Portis did it right. He put his money in the hands of someone. He just picked the wrong person. And it's it's just yeah it, it's it's gutting uh, yeah you know, for someone who earned that money uh, to not have it. Did Gibbs did Gibbs uh, or is he holding seminars or something for for rookies with this? Was he part of something like that? I don't know. Am I, I making that up? I don't know. I can't say <laughs> yeah, that you I, are. I, I, would hope I think you are, George. I, I can't say that you are. Yeah, I'm not. I, you know, I'm not making it up. I'm not making it up on purpose. I thought I heard that. I'm not uh, trying to. I, I, I do want to end on a positive note, but I don't think uh, this is uh, a falsehood. I think it's based in fact. We are seeing players retire a lot sooner, so that the 
the concussion issue may be lessened. And uh, some of these guys seem to be a lot smarter with their money, trying to uh, establish little side businesses well, even yeah. while they're playing. So I, I do see a, a change, not that everybody is uh, walking off into the sunset well, happy they, and rich. There have been so many cautionary tales. They have In, in every rookie symposium, yeah. you have uh, Pac-Man and, and other players that get up there and tell them not only about you know, protecting their money. Right, but then people don't think they can happen to them. Money. That's the same well, thing. So what is it, well, it's always going to be yeah. someone like that. Right. right. It, you know, it's, it's like it's, it's like drunk driving. You always assume that oh, I'm I'm not going to be the one who who exactly. uh, you know hurts somebody, and right. then all of a sudden you do, and you're like you know people's lives are ruined, and that's what these guys are basically doing. They're they're being irresponsible and rash with their money, and they're putting themselves and other people in harm's way. And it's it's worse when you're blowing your money, and then you put it in the hands of someone else. That is being irresponsible with it. It's almost like you have to get someone that's protecting your money, that's watching your money, to watch the person that's watching your money. <laughs> you know, it, it's almost like, you know, who's policing the police sort of thing. Like, and, hey, I can but lose they 43 can, million on my own, buddy. I don't need you to get yeah. it. But the, some of them are doing both, is, yeah, what, no, is what I'm saying. I and I think Porter's was also, you know, spending frivolously as, you know, because when you think you have that nest egg, then you're taking what you have. And, you, you know, you, you balling out, you spending it. But when you think that this person that I trusted with is 43 million, because that was supposed to be for his mother, his children, mm-hmm. you know, his life going forward after football. That was his nest egg. So whatever he had, you know, he was spending freely, not knowing that the money that he thought was secure and was going to be there for his future and for his children's future was also being you know, spent or whatever frivolously as well and was, was not being taken care of. So is this mean that in the next season of Ballers, one of Spencer's clients is gonna they're gonna they're gonna write an episode about I'm this? I'm sure they're they're writing about haven't it. Haven't right they now. done they haven't done one already? I think have they done an episode like that? I think he's the he is the he is that. that he's Spencer, the uh, Spencer is uh, that he true. is that guy. He, but he got into that he blew because, all of his money. By the way, I do like that show. The, yeah. I think mean, the season's coming back this year, not yeah. to get on a different topic, but Yeah, I think they're getting into uh they're expanding. Steph Curry's on there, and Good. you know. But anyway, you know, I mean, not, we can not talk to, about whatever not, we want. Not, not, not to plug HBO, <laughs> yeah. but you know, no, no. But well, that's, Game of Thrones coming Game, back Game on Game of Thrones, while and then and then Ballers. Well, I they, haven't watched Game of Thrones ever. Are you serious? Is that weird? Got to get into that. But you know what? I, Chris, do you I, watch it? I was like, you. yeah, I do. I, I I could be done with it though. I, I've quit so many <laughs> no, TV no, shows; no. it's ridiculous. I can't be done with this one. I was like you, George. I didn't watch that show for years. I don't like that stuff. I don't like that. I was like, I didn't watch that show for years, and then. One day, you know, I was like, you know what? Why does every what is it? What is it about this show? There, right. like, so right. I started watching it. Yeah, I like did the it. same thing with Breaking Bad because I was like, why are people watching this garbage? And I never looked at it. But when I started looking at it, you I was hooked. hooked. So yes, I do watch Game of Thrones. Now. There are certain shows that so many people love. You have to at least out of curiosity. You got to try it. Check them out and just figure out. Well, why does everybody? Why is everybody I couldn't going watch so House of Cards like everybody does? Are you nuts? Oh, I, I couldn't. I turned it off what? three episodes in. I, I couldn't watched, stand it. Yeah, I watched about three or four episodes. My wife wanted to watch it, so we were watching oh, it. Man. And then she finished the first season. I couldn't. And then I think she stopped even after that. But I, I Interesting. I, you know, I uh, uh, my day job is, uh, you know, an anchor at WTOP, so I got to be on top of the politics. I was watching Scandal, Veep, House of Cards, all I the, all all the political shows. shows. But I've stopped because the real thing is, to me, far more fascinating than anything somebody <laughs> I, can... I, I think that's where me and you differ. Yeah? 
you still like the the alternate universes, political universes. I like universes. the fake politics. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm picking up on on Scandal now on Netflix because it's commercial free and you can go through yeah. an episode in 45 I've, minutes. I've gone through all that already. I, yeah. I watched all those shows. I think I, I mean they're great. Much. They're great shows. I just if uh, a Barack Obama or a Hillary Clinton or a George W. Bush were in office and things were quote unquote normal, uh, then I would see where the fantasy right. would be interesting. But now, like I say, we have the the greatest political reality show That's playing true. out in real life. That is true. Played by a real reality star. <laughs> so anyway, there you go. The DMV sports so roundtable took a positive, turn. You want to end it on a positive <laughs> note? I thought that you were going to bring up like note. Kirk Cousins or something. Well, to no, a positive I, note. no, I could have sent us down that rabbit hole, but we're out of time. It's the DMV sign. sports roundtable with George Wallace at G Wallace on. No, it's uh, at G Wallace WTOP on Twitter. Jamal Bowens at DMV Sports twenty. 20- 15, is that right, Jamal? That's it. At DMV Sports 2015. And uh, in place of Chris Chion today, Chris Chase, D.C. area sports journalist, at Fire Chris Chase on Twitter. <laughs> but don't fire him. Hire him. <laughs> and we'll see you next week. Thanks, Demetri. Thank you.